February 9th, 2024. We're in five lines before the end of the Amud, just a few words before the end of the line. If you recall, the context of the conversation that we're dealing with is when a short time, when an animal is in the first three times that it gores, well, it only pays half damage, that the Torah tells us. What's the reason for that? Is that because we quantify, we determine uh, the type of damage that was uh, done and turn the type of punishment which is given as what's called a kenas, is it just a penalty? In other words, you didn't uh, really uh, err, you didn't really act wrongfully per se. When it comes down to it, setam shevarim shimur you can and should assume that your animal is going to be protected in its normal uh, state of being and it went out of line while well, the Torah is penalizing you, that's what's called the kenas, or alternatively is palganizka, considered mamona, is it a, a regular financial restitution charge, which means to say, they are not, uh, generally speaking, to, supposed to be assumed to be safe and contained. Uh, then why are you only paying half? Well, the Torah, for some reason, within the first three times, has certain compassion on your soul. So says, listen, it's the first three times, uh, you're still a learning process, so you have to get to know your animal, but after three times, you're going to be fully liable. You might say it's all just a hypothetical question. The Gemara, in its initial stages, has with well, there certainly is, ultimately speaking, the first three times. All other damages, not so. When it comes to Kedin, for one reason or another, it is so. It's the, it's, it's the lingering question, no question, with regards to if Shortam and Hatzinezik is considered Mamona. But, says the Gemara, until now, the Nafkamina, and it will be for a little bit, is singular, which means to say the practical difference is only one. What do I mean by that? The practical difference is if the person who caused the damage steps into Betin, steps into the rabbinical court uh, before any witness is coming and admits to it. That's what's called Mode Biknas. If he's admitting and we're quantifying the uh, obligation and we're considering it to be a Kenas, a penalty, the halacha is Mode Biknas Patur. If you admit to the penalty prior to the witnesses coming, you're Patur, you're not liable to pay. What if the witnesses come afterwards? We already discussed that a little bit. If you consider it to be Mamon alternatively, so you admitted to it. Well, let's now I'll tell you your charges. It's very nice of you to come forward and admit your wrongdoing, but we're not going to let you off the hook. So there's a major difference on the line. The Gemara will suggest in a little bit there's a few more differences, which we've alluded to. Uh, but says the Gemara here in testing out these two opinions, let's try to prove one way uh, over the other. Let's try to prove whether it's palganiska mamona, half nezek, half payment is considered mamon, uh, restitution, regular monetary payment, or kenasa, penalty. Tashema, again, says the Gemara quoting from the Mishnah uh, later on, ma bentam lemu'ad. What's the difference between a shortam and a shormu'ad? Well, I told you what the difference is. The difference is a shortam gores the first three times. A shormu'ad means it's already forewarned. It's past its third time. Now, what's the difference in terms of how it came about. What's the uh, halachic difference? What's the legal difference? Says the Mishnah, Shehatam Mishalem Hatzinezek Migufo, Mu'ad Mishalem Nezek Shalem in Ha'aliyah. There are two basic differences. Number one, how much? Shortam, half. And short mu'ad, whole, in terms of the amount that you pay. And number two, what's the maximum charge? When it comes to short time, doesn't go above the value of the body of the animal that damaged. If the body of the animal that damaged is uh, worth $1,000, it's not going to, even if it caused a 
$3,000 damage, it's not going to pay $1,500. It won't go above $1,000. Shog Mu'ad, in contrast, what's that? You cost $3,000. You cost $3,000. You cost $3,000 damage. You should be liable to $1,500. But the animal's worth $1,000. You're not going to pay a penny above $1,000. No. Hatsi Nezek. Nezek means the damage you caused, uh, right? So you're not, not exceeding the animal you're itself. Also the, uh, right, exactly. Your animal. Your animal. Your animal. That's I'm right. Like, that's crazy, that's crazy. That's crazy. You're paying. Your dog's worth a thousand. That's a hundred. That's worth three thousand. Yeah. Hatsi should be fifteen hundred. Taxes a thousand. Exactly. Because if your animal is actually dog worth a hundred. A hundred. Yeah, you don't go above a hundred. Yep, that's the halakha. The bigger challenge is that there's a penalty, and the guy's off the hook, so the guy who gets damaged loses everything. You know, since the first time you told me you don't like that halakha, <laughs> I can't believe it. And it says the Gemara, it says the Gemara, well, if those are the two differences recorded in the Mishnah, and you're telling me that hatzinezek, that paying half damage, is really considered to be a kenas, well then you left one major difference out. And that is that if I admitted the halakha that Alan loves very much, when it comes to shortam, I should be off the hook. When it comes to shomu'ad, I should not be off the hook. That should have been listed in the Mishnah. You give me a long list, I don't know, you ended with two, but you did give me a list. What's the difference between shortam and shomu'ad? Rabbi, I thought I was gonna get all the laws when I came to your class. I didn't realize you're leaving some out. Says the Gemara, ve'im ita, and if it's so, that palganizka, again, means half nezek, what you're paying is considered kenasa, considered a penalty, litne, it should have taught nameha, as well the following, tame no mishalem al pi atzmo, a shortam, when it damages you, the owner doesn't have to pay al pi atzmo based on their own mouth, admission, mu'ad mishalem al pi atzmo, a shor mu'ad, when it's passed the third time, it's for sure mamon, there's no such thing as modeh, Bimamon Patur. Answers the Gemara Tana Vishir. Tana Vishir, those two words oftentimes answered in these sorts of situations mean we taught some in the Mishnah, we left out some, which means to say, you're right, I gave you two, there was a third one. We didn't need a list of everything. I'm not giving you every halakha on Shabbat. I told you come to Yilchot Shabbat class. I said, I thought I was going to get everything. Why'd you leave this one out? I told you some, I didn't tell you every single one. But that being the case, says the Gemara, always, that's a nice answer if you can explain to me what else you left off. In other words, it, to make the claim, if you're speaking to me and I tell you I left out some, all right, that's one thing. I'm analyzing a document. The document says these are the things that are different. You found one thing that's left off that list, it doesn't make sense. It means that it was purposefully left off that list. Unless you could find two things that were left off that list, I'll say, okay, the list is not exhaustive. One thing, it means that was purposeful. Two things, it wasn't sloppy, it wasn't purposeful, it's just not listing everything. So says the Gemara, my shi'er, the high shi'er, it's a nice claim, but you'd need to tell me what else was left off of this listing of the difference between shortam and shor mu'ad to make the claim that the reason that modeh biknas is not mentioned it's because we're not mentioning anything. Answers the Gemara, Shi'er Hasi Kofir. The other uh, omission, the other thing that was left off of this list is what's called Hatsi Kofir. Kofir, you might recall, is the Pesukim in this week's parasha. The Pasuk in this week's parasha says, if a shor, if an ox kills a person, Hashor Yisakil, the animal gets stoned, get killed, the Gambe Alav Yumat, and the owner as well gets killed. Then the next Pasuk says, Vim Kofir Yeshuat Shat Alav, and Atan Pidyon Nafshon. I mean, Nafshon, however, the owner can and will 
pay a ransom amount, an amount to get that atonement. That's what's called kofir. So it means to say, again, if I have a shon mu'ad, let's state it clearly, kills a person, the animal gets killed, and the owner has to pay what's called kofir. What if it's a shotam that kills a person? It's tam laharigat adam. In such a circumstance, do I pay half the kofir? Is that the halakha? The halakha apparently says the Gemara is absolutely not. There's no pay. That's the point. There's no such thing as half kofir. It should have been listed. But it should have been listed. If you tell me all the difference between short mu'ad and short tam, tell me that if the short tam kills a person, you don't pay hatsi kofir. That's important. It's a lot of money. It's the same as if the animal gored four or five times. Four or five times? Full kofir. Right. Half? Why not half kofir? But apparently not. It's not in the Torah. It's not explicit in the Torah. <laughs> What's that? In a situation of? Well, we generally speaking assume vameti hiyelo means that uh, the nizak gets to keep it. Okay? And there is no nizak over here, but the family of the nizak. Yeah. If that's your suggestion, that not only is Modebi Knas admitting to the penalty over here in this Mishnah by Shortam left off, but I have a second one that's left off, and that's called Hatsi Kofir, the half payment of that ransom atonement amount. That's not a good one. I'll tell you why. Because maybe the author of that Mishnah. Is ha mane? Who's the author of that Mishnah? Rabbi Yosef Hagilili. The Amar Tamishalem Hatsi Kofir. We do have an opinion, Rabbi Yosef Hagilili, who maintains that a tam does pay a Hatsi Kofir. So Jesse said it doesn't exist. According to Rabbi Yosef Hagilili, it does exist. And perhaps the author of that Mishnah is that opinion, and that's why it's left off. You want to know why it's left off the lip? What's that? That's a wonderful question. Tosafot has difficulty with that as well. Not clear, but we know the, the opinion, we seem to know the opinion exists. How it would be derived, asked Nathan, not fully clear. In other words, it's not Pasuk in the Torah. Obviously, it has something to do with parallel and Shortam to Shor Mu'ad, but it's left off. There is a very basic, simple question which Rashi addresses briefly, and that is it's still a difference. Shor Mu'ad is paying Kofir Shalem, the full Kofir, the full ransom amount, and Shortam is paying Hatsi Kofir. Shouldn't that be on the list? Even according to Rabbi Yosef Lili, says Rashi, but I already told you that Shor Mu'ad pays full and Shortam pays half. You know that if I'm going to play that out in Kofir world, uh, one will be full and one will be half. That's not a necessity to list on, uh, on, in the Mishnah as well. No. Kapara. Not a it's, 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 it's ransoming your life. It's ransoming your life. You should be killed. No person should be killed when their animal kills. Instead, they're paying this amount. Not a kanas. It's mahloket in the Gemara in several places. It's, I'm not determining how we evaluate, but do we evaluate, quote, the life of the person who died or the life of the person who killed? Either way you slice it, the understanding being, I need atonement. I need atonement and you're going to determine my atonement based on what I took or based on my own life. I'm in this place. That's the way that Gemara... That this welfare situation has nothing to do with separate from penalty. What is your animal? What's the penalty? And this is a separate punishment for your negligence. Is it? It's for killing a person. You should be killed... And instead, right. you're and not getting killed. As opposed to the animal killing another animal. Now, it's, now you're taking a different responsibility. But it, been list, it shouldn't be listed. It's your short mu'ad and short time, ultimately speaking. You're right. It's different, Jeffrey says, because per- your animal's killing a person as opposed to an animal. But it's still a major difference, especially if one has the coffin and the other one has nothing. 
If it's one has full and one has half, the Gemara assumes that doesn't need to be listed. Anyway, says the Gemara onward, Tashima, we're not done. Go ahead. First time kills a person. Yes. What do you want to know? The owner is that's a that's a short time. The shor gets killed. The animal does not. Excuse me. The the owner no. There's no kofar. That's exactly what we're talking about. That's exactly what we're addressing right now. There's no kofar and there's not even hatsi kofar. What's that? Uh, no atonement. What do you want me to tell you? You don't need the atonement. You're not liable to death penalty. So it's not the same. Says the Gemara, Tashema. Tashema means come and learn, come and listen, which means to learn in Gemara uh, language. And we're going to bring now a Mishnah from Masechet Kitubot to try to prove one way or another with regards to our overarching issue over here, and that is whether Hatzinezek is considered Kenas or Mamon. Hemit Shori et Peloni or Peloni. Hare ze meshalem al explicitly says the Mishnah Masechet Kitubot. If a person walks into court and admits my ox killed that person or that ox of that person, you pay based on your own mouth. All right, those clear words, but not fully clear because I don't know what type of ox we're dealing with. Are we dealing with a ox which is a shor muad? That much I understand in the Mishnah. Then I admitted to full culpability, full liability. Of course, that's considered mamon. But if I suggest that this Mishnah is talking about shortam, well now I have a proof that shortam, hatzinezik, is considered mamon because the Mishnah is explicitly telling me that I pay even though I admit it. Well, we have to determine what's the Mishnah talking about. My love, should we not simply at first glance suggest bitam? This Mishnah is talking not only about short mu'ad, but a short time as well. And again, the words in the Mishnah say, if I admit that my ox killed a person or an ox, I'm liable. Uh, I thought if it killed an ox, it should be considered hatzinezek, which is called kenas, modevi knas patur. Clearly, we're considering it mamon. Says the Gemara, lo bimu'ad. No, it must be that the Mishnah is talking about short mu'ad. Says the Gemara, yes, Jeffrey, no, no, focus only on the Hemit Shori et Shoroshel Peloni, if that's what you're about to ask. Only if we consider it Kenaz. Only if we consider it a penalty. That's the proof we're bringing. The proof we're bringing one more time is that it's not considered a kenas, a penalty. We're proving that it's considered a financial restitutional charge. What's my proof? Because even though I admit it, and I'm assuming I'm talking about short time, I'm nonetheless uh, obligated to pay. Clearly it's mamon. I says the Gemara, but no, you misunderstood. I know we didn't uh, paint the scenery perfectly for you over there, but you were supposed to understand this, Nathan says. That was talking about shor mu'ad. It was talking about when you're culpable to full payment. You admitted to it. Of course you have to pay. There's no admission when it's full payment. Full payment is mamon. Everybody agrees. Says the Gemara, okay, so let's test this out. You're telling me that Mishnah then is dealing with not short time, but rather specifically short mu'ad. Aval tam, my question mark, let me flesh this out. If it was a short time, in other words, it was an animal in its first three gorings and you're paying half, if you admit it, you're telling me, indeed, it would be so that you don't pay based on your own mouth, if that's so, 
Uh, let's read the rest of the Mishnah. Rohi. Let's, uh, let's sit down and read the whole thing through. Does it read properly? Because again, yours is suggesting the heading to this Mishnah is Shor Mu'ad, when there was an animal on its fourth goring. That's your suggestion, right? Okay, let's read the next words. If that were sung, the words that were taught in the Sefa. Now, pause for a second. This is classic Talmud terminology and, and wording. It's going to make the following claim, and then we'll plug it in. It's going to say that the final words in the Mishnah are not sharp enough. What do I mean by not sharp enough? The final words in the Mishnah are going to suggest something. If you're telling me that the heading of the Mishnah is only Shor Mu'ad, and I can contrast it to Shor Tam, well then maybe those final words should have been a little bit different. However, if we're to suggest the Mishnah was actually talking about Shor Tam, I understand why those words are so. Maybe it's too cryptic outside. So it says the Gemara, if this were so, quote, shori et abdo shel ploni en al pi atzmo, period. So the Mishnah there in Masechet Kitubot draws a contrast. It has on the one side situations where you have to pay even though you admitted. On the other side, situations where you don't have to pay when you admit, okay? On the one side where it says you have to pay because even though you admitted, it says my ox killed another person's ox or, or the person. Okay, that's one side. The other side is my ox killed a, a slave, the penalty of the Torah is 30 coins you have to pay. If I admitted that, I'm exempt. That's the line that the Mishnah draws. Now, if you tell me that the Mishnah draws that line and on this side where we said you're obligated even though you admitted, it includes all situations where it killed all free, all free animals and people and things of that sort, I understand. You contrast it if it killed any ox, Versus if it kills a slave, understood, because even a short time in admitting, you're obligated. But if you were to argue to me that on this side, where you told me that I'm obligated even though I admitted, is only talking about when I pay full amount, short mu'ad, what should I have put on this side? I should have put on this side short time. No, I should have put short time on this side. I should have said, the sefa should have said, this is only true with regards to Shor Mu'ad, not with regards to Shor Tam. In other words, if I'm trying to give you in the class, I want to tell you there are different types of obligations. Sometimes if you admit you're obligated, sometimes when you admit you're exempt. So I have easy ways of presenting that. If I'm telling you that when you admit to half damage, you're exempt, so then you don't need a man. Oh, come on, that's obvious. You started the Mishnah and you told me that the shor shehemit adam or shor your hayab, even though you were modeh, you should have told. Eved is only different than Adam because the penalty with regards to Eved or is not kofir, which is considered monetary. It's it is knas. It's thirty kesef. That's a knas. Sure. So what I'm Yes. You kill a person, a slave, and it's lighter than if, 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 if it's a short mu'ad? Uh, don't, uh, don't, this, this is uh, people right, we're gonna get into uh, human rights commission here. What do you want me to tell you? The Torah says in this week's parasha that if an animal kills a slave, you pay 30 coins. Yes, if an animal kills an animal, you pay full damage. But, but if you pay the 30 coins, what if you confess? You are exempt. You're exempt. So you're off the hook if you kill a person. Not a person, a slave. A slave. Slave's not a person. <laughs> That's different status according to the Torah. When it kills a slave? What time for it? And what time it? What first time? 
question. No, no, that's not the question. Um, no, 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 no. That's that's on Shor Shehemit Shor. He wants to know Shor Shehemit Eved or how, uh, I think from the first time. I think you pay the penalty the first time. Think. Check the Torah. We'll check the Torah this week. Um, but uh, in, in short. Correct. I believe it's. I believe it's from immediately so. No, no. It's always going to be a kinas. It's always going to be a kinas with regards to an ebed. Um, regardless, it's even the first time. But regardless, the gemara's claim over here is: if you're telling me, if your suggestion, your opinion is that paying half because of a short time is considered a kenas when the Mishnah says, when I admit I'm exempt, it should have had in that column when I admit to my short time. The fact that it's not in that column suggests to me that this Mishnah is telling me that even when you admit to half penalty, to the half payment, it's not a penalty, it's considered financial and you're obligated, which is exactly the way you want this, but we're not posek this way, I told you already. So anyway, it says the Gemara, if it's so four lines from the top, that you are indeed uh, suggesting and claiming that Hatzinezik is really Kenas, and that Mishnah in Masechit Kitubot is only talking about Shor Mu'ad, Adetane Sefa. Instead of the Sefa teaching, Hemit Shori et Abdo Shel Ploni en Meshalim al Piatzmo, Liflog, the Mishnah should have separated, distinguished, Vilitne Bedide, and taught within the very first case. The very first case was where my ox kills another ox. Say, Bamedivani Mamurim, contrast over there and say, when is that so? Bimuad. That's only when my Shor is Muad after the, th- the third time of goring. Avabetam en Meshalim al Piatzmo. However, when it comes to time, I wouldn't have to pay. Why didn't the Mishnah teach it like that? That suggests to me that Hatzinezek is considered Mamon, and therefore, no matter what, even if you admit to it in the first three times when you're paying half, you'd be liable to pay. Answers the Gemara. There's another reason. You're right. I like your contrast. It'd be a nice depiction in the Mishnah, but I'd rather have a different way, the two ways of making something beautiful. Either you get all the details down on the piece of paper, on the diagram, or alternatively, I have one heading. It gives more clarity. The one heading is, Kula b'mu'ad kamayire. The Mishnah, the Gemara, Mara wants it all to be talking about Mu'ad, which, by the way, Jared brings us back to the Jeffrey question. It sounds like the opposite of what I said a moment ago, and that is that with regards to the Eved, it's only going to be liable when it's a Shor Mu'ad, the the Shiloshim Kesef. I I imagine nothing. That's a good question. No, that's only Kofa. It's only Kofa. It's only yeah, Kofit. Really yeah, yeah, don't tell, don't tell Alan. Really, don't. We call this one from Alan. All right, says the Gemara onward, to be continued on that point. Says the Gemara, Tashima. Come and listen again back to that Mishnah, Masechet Ketubot, yet another proof to our issue. Zeha Kelal, the Mishnah summarizes and it tells us this is the principle with regards to payments and admissions. Listen to the words again. Any situation where you pay more than you damaged, 
you don't pay it based on your own admission. What's that referring to? Well, it's easily referring to the case of the slave. The slave you're paying, obviously, maybe this wasn't obvious, you're paying for the damage that was incurred by the owner to, 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 uh, for killing the, the slave. That's called nezik. Above that, you're paying a penalty of 30 kesef when it's a mu'av, we have to now say. But that being the... 30 plus? 30 plus nezik. 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 Damage, whatever damage was incurred, now you don't have a slave any longer. Yes, 100%. Now, that 30, which is above and beyond the value of the damage, it's very obvious. Just listen to the way we're articulating it one more time and realize what we just walked into. How do I define, generally speaking, what, what would be my definition of a penalty? A penalty, you would say, is I'm not obligated to pay it. It's above what I did, above the cost, right? And that's what it is over there. The penalty is defined by above the cost, yes? And therefore, 30, above, you paid the regular, then you're exempt if you admit to it. What about something not called... Call it a fine. Still, the Mishnah is defining the word fine. That's how our school does it fine. No, I'm serious. I, I want to know. I, always, I was always taught and thought of it as penalty. I don't know. Is there a difference between fine and penalty in this respect? A fine, I would say, is separate from any damage that I did. It's something that the law imposed based And penalty is not the same? A penalty, you're, you're saying penalty is above and beyond my damage. The Mishnah is. Penalty. So they do penalty. I like penalty anyway. It's easier for me. Word because get penalized, whatever. It's an easier word to wrap your head around. But regardless, here's the point. Both are fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, the statement here in the Mishnah is: How do I define? How do I define a penalty? Let's just leave it like that. Uh, I define it by paying more than was done. Well, that being the case, I have a question for you. What about when a shortam damages a person? What was done, or an animal? What was done over there? $100 damage. How much are you paying? 50, less. Is that included in the statement of penalty? The Mishnah is not, its wording is not precise enough. The wording in the Mishnah, when you're trying to describe to me, to define what's a penalty, what's a kenas, in what situation, if you admit to it, are you exempt? It's only when you're paying above and beyond what you did. One second. Listen to the words. You're paying half of what you did. It shouldn't say when you pay more than what you did. It should say when you pay different than what you did. But the, the Mishnah only lists the case of the penalty by the Eved, and therefore that word, those words are easy to understand in that context. We're suggesting, though, the Mishnah could have mentioned as well Hatzinezek to uh, Ax. It didn't because the Mishnah was talking about Shor Mu'ad specifically. But it's true, if it was a short time, you'd be exempt if it damaged and you admitted to it. But the wording of the Mishnah now is not precise. The Mishnah is telling me, here's your principle. You want to go out and test out what's considered a penalty, what's considered an actual obligation? Here's how you do it. Figure out, are you paying more than the amount you did or less than the, or the same amount that you did? If it's more than you did, penalty. If it's anything else, it's obligation. Shortam, hatzinezik, I'm paying half. Clearly that's not a knas. Clearly that's mamon. Where do you know that you're still paying for the slave and it's 30 above? The sutra says 30. Nezik. It's pashut. It's pashut because it's his property. The same way if you killed... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll close your ears. Same way if... He's losing the animal. His animal is different. 
The guy lost his guy lost his property. No, 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 not enough. We have to pay for his property. We'll, we'll read the pistol game, right? We have to. What's that? That's what that's what saying. Saying. I would say don't pay anything. That's what the Torah says. Sure, sure. Gemara is questioning according to the. That's the question. That is the question. If the pasuk tells me that I have to pay half, and you're defining that as penalty, how come the Mishnah, when it describes and defines for us penalty, it says when you pay above? It shouldn't say when you pay above. It should say when you pay anything that's not. Okay, say those words. Not what it says. It says the words are Zeaklal, and how do you call that a penalty? You would really be high for the full damage. So the fact that it's it's not a penalty, it's almost you're getting left in And if you confess you lost the But 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 that's the point. If you hold a you're looking at it through the eyes of the person. I I you're t- you and Nathan are getting caught on the point, which is right, that technically speaking, I shouldn't be paying anything. The Torah is obligating me to pay half. But listen to the words of the Mishnah. It doesn't say that you should have been obligated. It says it's more than you damage. Uh, it's not true with regards to short time. It's less than you damage. Doesn't that suggest that if I'm paying less than I damaged, that is to be quantified, defined as mamon, and mode would not be patur hakemashi izik meshalem, aval pahot, my hachen amede la meshalem, ihache adetane, ze haklal kol meshalem, yotera mashi izik, eno meshalem alpiatmo, litne, ze haklal kol sheno meshalem, kemashi izik, de mashma pahot, umashma yoter. Says the Gemara, no, maybe incorporating those words as you guys are suggesting when it says yoter, it just means not the same amount as what you damage. You pay a different amount, that's, that's your sign that it's considered a penalty. Says Gemara, but then it should have been explicit. The Mishnah should have said, any situation where you don't pay as you damage. Much easier words than saying when you're paying above what you damage. Or use your words. Your words are when you pay more than you should have been obligated. A little complicated. But the fact that the Mishnah says the words instead, which are imprecise, understands the Gemara according to this opinion, that Hatzinezik is to be considered kenas. Kol hameshalem yoter alma shizik. Any situation when you pay more than you damage that, and specifically that is considered penalty, anything else is not penalty, but obligation, seems to suggest to me that when I pay half, it's not penalty, it's obligation. Therefore, says the Gemara, Tiyufta. Says the Gemara, Tiyufta, which means to say we've sufficiently responded, questioned, and almost knocked out the opinion that Hatzin Nezek, half payment with regards to Shortam, is to be considered as Kenas. We knocked that out from these words in the Mishnah. And it can't be that Tom and Muad, one of the things is going to be considered Nezek, and one is Kenas, uh, uh, and one of the things is going to be considered Mamon. That is absolutely so. Muad is Nezek. Tam is kenas, according to that opinion. That's according to the opinion that you say palganis ka kenasa, you hold nezek shalem is, of course, mamon. Hati nezek is kenas. But you can't explain these words in the Mishnah. 
according to such an opinion, suggests right. the Gemara. Says the Gemara, but not to worry. So let me just very briefly summarize what we got up to in our punchline over here, but we're not up to, we're not, we gotta get past the punchline now, because the Gemara goes further. You think it's done. Usually when the Gemara says to you, it's finished, TKO. Over here it's not TKO, it's, I don't know, KO. He's on the ground, but he's gonna get back up. He's not only gonna get back up, we're gonna be posek halacha like him. The Gemara at this point has the following claim. We had a dispute. When you're paying half with regards to an animal in the first three times that it gores, how do I define that half? Is it a penalty or is it a financial obligation? What's the difference? If I go and I admit in Betin prior to the witnesses coming, am I exempt? Penalty? Yes. Uh, uh, financial obligation? No. How am I going to de- discern? How am I going to decide this one? I have a Mishnah. The Mishnah says, here's how you define penalties. Halachic penalties are defined by, look at the situation. What did you damage? Are you damaged X? If you're paying anything above X, that's all penalty. That's the definition of the Mishnah. So, no, wait a second. Wait a second. I damaged $1,000. How much am I paying? 500 Does that fit that line? Anytime I'm paying more than I damaged, doesn't fit that line. If it doesn't fit that line, that Mishnah is telling you that those $500, which is less than I damaged, that's financial. It's not penalty. And therefore, if I walk into court and I admit to it, I'm not exempt. That was financial. I said, thank you very much for your honesty. We're going to send you the bill in the, in the mail. That's, that would be the halakha. Says, we've knocked out, we've responded sufficiently to the opinion who maintains that palga kinasa, that palga niska, half damage payment is considered kinasa. Says, however, the halakha is palga the halacha is that we consider it kenas penalty. One second. The guy's on the floor, and you pick up his hand, and you say, and the winner is the guy on the floor. He's bleeding out of his nose. Tiyufta v'hilcheta? Questions of Gemara. You're telling me you just asked a question on him that you didn't have an answer to. It appeared you couldn't explain the words in the Mishnah. Why does the Mishnah define a kenas as something that's above? And over here, he's defining a kenas as something that's below what he did. And you're nonetheless telling me that the halakha accords with such an opinion that if I were to walk into court after my short time caused damage and admit to it, I'd be exempt. Alan doesn't like it, and the Gemara didn't like it. So why are you telling me that's the halakha? In, says the Gemara, indeed. Yes. Well, what do you mean, in? It means we had an answer. I know you, I gave you a chance. I was on the floor, but then I jumped up and I uppercutted you. What was the reason that you thought this was a strong question? Because the words in the Mishnah you said were not precise. It didn't teach, quote, it didn't say, when are you considered a financial liability? When you, when you pay as you damaged, right? Anything else is a penalty. Those words wouldn't be good words. I'll tell you why. La pesikale kevan diika hatsi nezek serorot dehilcheta gemira la demamonahu mishum hachel la katane. Period. It says the Gemara in its concluding line for us today, there is a case that we might remember from some more than 10 dapim ago in our Masechet. It's an amazing case. You might recall it was called Hatsi Nezek Serorot. Hatsi Nezek Serorot was the following. An animal kicks rocks and by kicking the rocks damages someone else's property. It's an uncommon case and the halakha in such a situation is you pay half. Half. Oh, that's interesting. You pay half, but what was the type of damage? Was it kerin? It wasn't kerin. It was regil. It's like trampling. It's a regil situation where you usually only pay full amount, no such thing as half. Nu halacha, you pay half. 
Well, how do you how do you explain that case? Now that it's paying half, is that considered a kenas or is it considered a, a mamon? In such a situation, what's the halakha? What's that? Why is, it, why is it not regal? It's, it's, it's not the same direct. Yes, it's because you're flinging it through the air. But listen carefully one last time. The halakha in such a situation is, I, my animal flung something through the air, caused damage to another. I pay half. Pause. I pay half, and how do I define that half? Is that half a penalty, or is that half a obligation? I don't know. I'm, I'm utterly confused. Halachal Moshe Sinai, according to Rashi's reading of the Gemara, we have a tradition from Moshe at Sinai that that half penalty is mamon. If you walk into court and you say, my animal's out in the street and it flung some rocks to the street and it damaged, I still have to pay. Oh, you see, explicitly there, I have a case where I'm not paying the exact amount that I damaged, and it's nonetheless considered mamon, meaning even though I admit it, therefore, no, it's not going to help you. Therefore, I can't plug into the words of the Mishnah, the words of the Mishnah, which you said weren't precise enough, according to me. You said, according to my approach, that paying less than the amount is sometimes to be considered, or always to be considered a kenas. It's just when I don't pay the exact amount that I'm obligated, then it's always can be considered a penalty. It's not true. It's not true. I found your Hatzin Nezik Sirorot, where Rashi's reading of this Gemara's Halakhal Moshem Sinai, it's considered Nezik, Mamon, not Kenas. Oh, that's why I couldn't teach the words in the Mishnah that way. However, I can still maintain, and indeed I will, that when I pay half amount with regards to a short time, that's not to be considered mamon, but rather kenas, having a legal ramification of if I run into betin prior to them prosecuting me, and I admit to it, I would be exempt. That's how we go before we continue on. Amen.